Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> It's official. Say hello to our newest Green Daily and Archie Decoste. I want that to be my thing now. I don't think you can do that. Magnitude. You're not to say pop pop ever again. N- not pop? That's right. Find a new thing. Get him out of here. <laughs> oh, here we go. We're back. what's up everybody out there audience intranet everyone out there uh i hope your dsl is dialed up to the right internet radio station and you're ready to receive these transmissions of which we're about to what's that noise that's not DSL's not die. DSL's like <laughs> DSL's like phone line internet. It doesn't ring, have ring, to make ring, the noises. Ring, 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 ring. I had DSL internet literally until we started podcasting. No, I had DSL You're internet kidding. when we were podcasting. That's crazy. Because our first apartment didn't have capability, like the cable line wow. wouldn't, wouldn't have internet. Yeah, <laughs> didn't I don't reach know. that far, huh? Anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Hi, how you doing, man? Hey, howdy. It's been like a week and a half since we recorded. I've been looking forward genuinely to, to doing this. And to I have been doing too. Another I, one I've been, and it's I've been, been squandered. It. Squandered. <laughs> Welcome so to You Can't... Uh, 
No, you weren't saying anything. You were just doing... Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, everybody. I'm glad you found us. I hope you're having a good week. And I'm glad to be here talking about another episode of Community with my buddy. hey Hi, I'm Zach, and welcome to the Mountain Dew Cool Zone Tent. Nice. Uh, hi, I'm Steven, and... I don't get Those it. Those are whale noises. Because it's a whale. <laughs> I, I, have, I have an alternate. Okay, let's hear it. Hi, I'm Steven, and get your damn hands off my Let's Potato That's chips. That's the easy one. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were doing race car noises. <laughs> I thought it was an <laughs> Well, here's the problem is uh, I was going to do, like, whale noises, but then I remembered as I was starting doing it that, like, in Finding Nemo, she actually does say something. She just sure. says it like a whale. And yes. I, so then I, like... Was like, like, shit, I, I don't have anything. I just yeah, wrote down so whale I, noises. So, and so it just sounded like offensive, like... Welcome, everybody. Noises. I want to give a shout-out at the top of the program to our $10 and up patrons. That's over at patreon.com slash can'tdisappointpodcast, the place for all of your can't-disappoint-podcast needs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. the right way to it say it? It is the place for all of your can't-disappoint-podcast needs. You can't disappoint need those people of course are danny m lugo mary baker budisa taylor ace and plains walker prez people that are very dear to our hearts and i'm glad that they're around aren't you i am do you think that plains walker prez is joe biden well it says prez you can't you You can't can't do that that. if you're not the president yeah (laughs) you can't do that you're not allowed to do that Thanks for supporting the show, you guys. And if you'd like to support the show, get our live weekly pre-show, You Can't Disappear show, and all of the extra little things we're going to be throwing out at our patrons throughout the new year. Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. That's the place to make that all happen, right? It's, it's, been, it's been a year of, uh, of doing the pre-show. Just about, and, yeah. And Well, because we started the pre-show in January. You say that every time. You're right. We did start yeah. it. And, we, and it's, it's almost, almost been a year, year for the Patreon. Yeah, maybe we should come up with some like live stream thing to do again to yeah. squeeze some dollars out of some fresh new souls. Hey, yo, squeeze, squeeze. We also get to give a squeeze at the top of our show to our community, Papa, at Communities on Twitter. It's the account that really uh, propelled this show into the mega smash hit that it has become over the last two years. So thanks, Papa. Thanks for all the stuff you do for community. Thanks for all the things you do for us, both on and off pod, both in and out of the bedroom. It it means a lot to us. You know, he likes it when we call him Big Papa. Yeah. And our hands are certainly in the air to uh, give a shout-out to you today, Dad. Thanks. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't understand your reference. That's okay. He's our dad. He's, 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 He's a big papa. We put our hands in the air for him, like we just don't care. <laughs> so how's your week been? How you been doing? Uh, What's new? How, it's how's been you good. and yours? Yeah, you know, me and mine are, are fine. Uh, nice. Solid yeah, rhyme. Thank you. Um, I've been good, busy, just working. Yep. Um, I, I got to go see my mom's new house last weekend with Danny. That was fun. I got to see my grandma. Um and mostly just trying to stay healthy up here. Chicago just instituted a Man, vaccine mandate. Oh, wow. But I didn't know about that. What's yeah, the they did. Uh, logistics of that? Um, so 
the rules are you cannot go in, and there's several establishments that are listed, but like gyms, dance studios are explicitly list, listed, um, restaurants. That's comforting. A lot of places you can't, yeah, and like bars too, but like you have to show uh, that you are fully vaccinated. So I think you need at least the first two uh, shots to get in most places. Now, Here in good old uh, Indiana, say, they're trying to pass a bill that makes it uh, uh, that makes it where you're unable to discriminate on people because of their nice. vaccination status. Uh, I went into Buffalo Wild Wings when I was in Indiana, sure. and every single person, including the wait staff, looked at us like we were crazy for having yes. masks on. Yes, I live and in Indiana. I yeah. work a job that takes me throughout all the restaurants of Central Indiana and the grocery stores. It's a hellscape, mm-hmm. even in, in like Indian Fishers in slightly more slightly more liberal mm-hmm. areas. Yeah, it's like it's over, and I for a while it kind of felt like maybe it mm-hmm. was, but. Man, it's getting bad, and everybody's yeah. getting it, and it's everybody's becoming very it. clear that uh, it's a talking point that so many people that are that are vaccinated are getting sick. So all of the all of the anti whatever try to be like, well, if they're vaccinated, it's all the vaccinated people that are getting sick. But mm. all the people that are vaccinated are getting much less sick. They're not getting Absolutely. hospitalized, and likewise, uh, I think it's proving that being vaccinated, and being masked, is your best way to go about things right now and uh you might get sick but i i don't i don't know i don't know it's just sad i've run out of things to say about it i've run out of disappointment we're in year three of this it's it's it sucks to be in indiana let's talk about something fun can we talk about something else yeah uh i'm glad for that for chicago that sounds good yeah um zach you said you watched something that 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 you really resonated with you. you you were a fan what was that share that with the people well, I don't. It's this really little-known independent film that Lily and I watched recently. That's is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that really resonated with me. It came out in '99. I don't know if you'll know mm. it. It's called The Matrix, and it's uh, uh, ugh. I might be willing to call it like my favorite action movie of all time. Wow, I'm not a, I'm not a huge action movie guy to begin with. And what I really love about the original Matrix, and I, I had seen it before, but not since childhood. So mm-hmm. I didn't, I really enjoyed it uh, like visually and aesthetically as a kid, but there was so much that went over my head that I enjoyed watching it as an adult. Uh, it was just really good. And like I said on the pre show earlier today, it's got that great mix of like popcorn flick badassery blockbusterness and also uh, a script and a concept and like philosophies to really chew on and to really like talk about and i've still been thinking about like whoa what if this is all just a just a just a facade i don't know the matrix music so that's not it yeah it's really good (laughs) if you haven't revisited it and i'm sure you have because the new one just came out which we haven't Mm -hmm. gotten to yet i've never seen any of the sequels so i'm excited to get to them but a little uh, nervous to get to them because I don't want to be disappointed, and I know I yeah. probably will. But the new one from the trailers looks pretty fun. Yeah, I I've heard some interesting reviews of the newest Matrix, but I I've heard I, some interesting tidbits about what is in the newest Matrix. Oh, do you know anything about the movie? No, I don't. So. Neo is like Thomas Anderson again. Spoilers, but this is all in like the trailers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the movie's like about since the Matrix, Neo as Thomas Anderson made like three video games called The Matrix. 
Mm. And it's about Warner Brothers as a studio forcing him to make a fourth one. Oh, my God. And he thinks he had, like, a psychotic break that caused him to think it was all true. It's like a really meta movie about how the Wachowskis didn't want to do a fourth Matrix. Mm -hmm. But then it was clear that they were going to reboot it or do it without them. So Lana Wachowski decided, okay, well, I guess I'll just make one. And that's, like, what it's about. Wow. Which might not work as a movie, and a lot of people certainly don't think it does, but it's interesting as hell, and it makes me want to watch it. Yeah, I had no idea that's what it was about. Yeah. That's wild. I think there's, like, literally a line in the movie where Jonathan Groff's character is like, Warner Brothers is going to make a fourth Matrix whether you want to or not. <laughs> like to, to Keanu Reeves. Nice. Anyway, let's move on. Do you want to talk about the television program community that we let's hold so near and dear to our hearts, even though it's it's becoming a little of a strain to remember why these days, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We had it so good in seasons one and two and three and didn't quite realize what we had, did we? It's true. I think I definitely took took it for granted when we were there. When we were nitpipping nitpipping. When we were nitpicking that stuff, uh, it was a total different kind of jab than, than the way I feel about what's being presented before us today, because we're talking about season four, episode seven, Economics of Marine Biology. It was directed by Trisha Brock. This is her only directing credit on community. But she was a writer for Twin Peaks at a time, and she's directed all kinds of TV shows, including Grey's Anatomy, Veronica Mars, Ugly Betty, Breaking Bad, 30 Rock, The Walking Dead, and Mr. Robot. And the episode was written by Tim Sicardo, who is a prolific television writer, but for Community, previously wrote Course Listing Unavailable, and in the future writes Troy's goodbye episode, Geothermal Escapism. And the episode originally aired on March 21st, 2013. Steven, let's get right into it. Let's do some trivia. I've got let's four do it. Today. Act trivia. Um, all right. I also have four for you, Zach. Okay. How many years did Archie spend in high school? Seven. Good job. Correct. Nice. Um, what is Archie's family net worth? Was it $8 million? Oh, it sure was. Nice. What sports do which, what sports because I use the word sports a lot I don't know how mm-hmm. to make it grammatically work in a in a yeah. sense which sports does Troy wait <laughs> whom uh-huh. sports does uh-huh, Troy have go. a victory dance for um he's got one for basketball yes he's got one for football yes and then the tough one is uh-huh. his crab soccer victory <laughs> dance yes yeah. Um, what is the perfect mix that makes a whale? There are three things. Oh, shit. Uh, unlimited parental support was like one of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm going to come up with the other two. I remember you the throw anything line. out there? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, you shy, shy gal. That's I'm okay. I'm just a shy little gal. Uh, um, <laughs> low intellect, high uh-huh. ambition, and limitless parental yeah, support. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one for you. What breed was Pierce's childhood dog, and what was his name? Ooh, he was a German Shepherd, and his name wasn't Lassie. That was Jeff's. Oh. It was, I don't know, Brutus? It was Walter. Ah, Walter. All right, that was my my first falter. Um, ha, 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 I've got the rhymes today. You don't need um, to laugh at yourself 
forced like that. You can just let the people decide if it's funny or not. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what percent of the time does Jeff say Pierce would be tolerable if they treated him better? Is it 2%? 2%, 2% of the time? And it might be yes. worth it? Yeah. What is the name of the final Delta Cube's operation? Operation Slacks? You've got the first Slack word. attack? Yeah, it's Slack attack. I'll nice. give it to you. Good job. Thank Not you. Not a bad I've, trivia round. Kind of some I've softballs. One, I've got one more for you. I'm, I've am i decided I'm done with it, so <laughs> we're moving on now. Yeah, go ahead. Because um, right now we, we both have one wrong. Okay. And if you get this right, we're at a happy, happy even. Um, Just the way I Why like does Britta eat Splingles? Uh, because they have something percent less fat. Correct. You have a guess what that is? Like 20-something percent. Uh, it was 30, 12. but I'll take it. It's okay. the Fit Chip. It, it is the Fit Chip. It's I didn't the Fit Chip. That. I'll give it to you. I so don't, we're all that's even. kind of a stretch to give it to me. You have maybe just the slightest edge, but we both okay. did pretty well. Well, yeah. let's, see, let's keep the competition going. Do we have any trivia sent in from our legions upon legions? I think we do. We've got, we've got a couple of electronic mail correspondences to nice. open up today. Uh, the first one... Uh, it's from our good friend Taylor, Tim, Tim Tam, Tip Taylor the Tim. Tam to you. <laughs> Taylor says, I hate this episode. Damn. Ooh, strong words to start. Um, it's the worst in the series. The okay. whale storyline sucks, and Shirley and Troy's is frustrating and annoying. Abed wins MVP. P.S. See y'all next week for one of the best in the series. Whoa, there's some strong statements in that. In a lot of email. strong statements in that email. We've got one of the worst, if not... He said the worst. This is the worst episode of the, the series. The worst. Okay. And he says next week is one of the best. Yeah. That, I'll say next so week is many... one of my favorites. It's a great episode, and I haven't watched it. I never rewatched season four, so I haven't seen it in a long time, and I'm quite excited to. Mm-hmm. But, man, there are so many phenomenal, uh, groundbreaking episodes for it to stand against that it's hard to imagine it. Really, even being like a top 25. Wow. But we'll see. That doesn't mean it's bad. I feel like the top 90 episodes of Community are good to really good to perfect. And sure. then it's like the bottom 20 are like okay to a couple that are bad. Mm-hmm. Strong, strong, strong claims from Tim Tam. (laughs) (laughs) Rob Schraub. Shout out. Come on the show. He never, ever, ever will. (laughs) I hope not. What's his name? You don't know his name. Rob Schraub. Yeah, that's it. Rob Rob Schraub. See, you can say it just fine. (laughs) If it were Schwab, I could. Was that all Timmy Tam had to say? That's all Tim Tam had to say. Uh, Still waiting on those cold ones. Tim Tam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. You can just send them to uh, Chicago, and I'll, I'll yeah, get them. Yeah, P.O. Box, Stephen Baker, <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> Illinois, and he'll forward me some. Exactly. All right. Our next one is from uh, the notorious Communis himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that, was a, that was a walk. That was, yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, guys. <laughs> 
Uh, this might be the least liked episode of Community. It is the lowest ranked on IMDb with a 6.6, which for that to be the lowest ranked episode That's of a pretty show good. is pretty impressive. And yeah. it seems kind of high, doesn't it? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, but it does have some nice moments. And the writer, Tim Sicardo, later went on to write Geothermal Escapism, mm-hmm. so he knows his stuff. This episode is also... This episode also has one of the only Shirley Troy team-ups, and parts of it are a highlight of the episode. Sure. Um, this one, this is one to check the production code on, by the way. It was filmed after the Chevy Chevy episode, so this is before the Chevy drama, which makes sense because he is in scenes with people and the whole banner thing happened. Um, I think that is getting quite close to the end of Chevy's run I think on the it program is. as far as being directly involved in storylines. And this storyline, because we look at the show from that perspective, the script really reeks of let's get Chevy on a different set for a day. And yeah. like the storyline is let's keep Pierce away, but he, they could have had Pierce be there. It's because they're trying to keep <laughs> Chevy away. Absolutely. Here's some trivia okay. from our competition proud continues. Papa. What guest of Greendale caused Pierce to throw an awful tantrum oh no uh the big my biggest guess and this is just a name that comes to me it's not right my thought is ann dowd i don't even know if that's a person i don't know if that's real ann dowd is a person i that's just what my brain said that's what i got um, i don't think i know it though do you have a guess to throw out there yeah it was the gymnast was it because it's in the beginning of the episode when they're like remember what pierce did when so-and-so came what's her name it wasn't Carrie, like, I don't know. Stroud, Carrie Stroud. Ooh, that, that sounds. Carrie that that might have been where I got Dowd. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. That's a good Carrie guess. Something. That's Carrie a good something. guess. Uh, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Thank you. We would be great on prices or on uh, Family Feud together. <laughs> would we? Uh, I don't think we would do that. I don't <laughs> think we would do well. We'd be I'm entertaining together. Feud. That's fair. Uh, what is the code name for Pierce used by Abed? I thought this was really Walking funny. Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead was really funny. Um, what's the name of the room that Troy and Abed experience locker room conditions? Does he mean the Troy and Shirley? Because yeah. it's the mocker room. The mo- I was thinking mocker room, mm-hmm. too. I didn't know mm-hmm. if that was the only thing that they called it, though. Yeah. Oh. All right, let's look at the answers. Oh, shit. I was really close. Carrie Strug. Good job. Really I think she's close. a gymnast. That was really close. Yeah. yeah. Um, Walking Dead and then the Mocker Room. So we're we're still doing pretty well. You, But now you've got a firm edge over me for really getting close on Oh, on I will name. firmly edge you, you on a regular basis. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and that was trivia. That was fun. Good times. Good times. Before we dive into what we thought about the episode, we've got two things left to do. And Steven... I don't know, man. This episode, I feel like you could get it well described in 20 seconds. It's possible. I feel confident in you. No bullshit. No, None. like, pussyfooting yeah. around. No around for once. Yeah, no, yeah. no, like, beating the bush. None. I'm not going to beat the bush. Yeah. I'm going to be the bush. Yeah, and then maybe after we can beat it a little. Yeah. Everyone, it's time to find out. Did Steven did watch the episode? Steven watch this the episode week. this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. I've got the clock ready. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. 
three, two, one. Wait, no, I don't have the stopwatch up. Was, <laughs> I have the timer up. Three, two, one, go. Archie's a rich kid, and he's maybe going to come to Greendale, so they have to coerce him and trick him into coming. Um, they pull out all the stops and make Greendale seem really cool, fake classes, fake teachers. Uh, Troy and Shirley are in a PEE class to be teachers. Um, Pierce gets, has to be off the campus or he'll throw a fit, so Jeff goes to a barbershop with him. Um, Archie ends up coming to the school. Jeff kind of likes Pierce. Stop. Uh, Shirley. You got a good – you did pretty well. I think if anything, I would have liked a little more detail about like the type of stuff that they did to impress sure. Archie. But that's mainly it. Getting in at the end, Jeff kind of likes Pierce, did a lot of heavy lifting mm -hmm. for that storyline. That's going to be... Steven, I think, all things considered, I think that's going to be an A-. minus. Thank you, Zach. I like that. I almost said B+, plus, but you know, why not? Why not? Let's Thank do you. it in A minus. I'm glad you like that. How That's magnanimous. all I want. Yeah. What? How magnanimous. Magnanimous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's move on to the last thing, something that I really struggled for this week. Let's talk about our favorite funny moments from this week's episode. I wrote down two things, and they're very small. I got one, and it's a small one. Go ahead. Um, Towards the beginning of the episode, when the dean comes into, like, he's, like, walks in the study room. Yeah. It might be, like, right after the theme song or something. Britta kind of like tickles Jeff a little bit, and the dean goes, "Oh, Britta," <laughs> and that made no, me yeah, laugh. No, yeah, that was one of mine because yeah. Britta is talking to him and is like, "Oh, Jeff's a little softy after the Thanksgiving thing, huh?" And mm. the dean's like, "Oh, Britta." Yeah, that, I was, that was really funny. That's one of mine. The other one was Leonard with the foam machine. <laughs> I forget who. I think it's Annie. Is like, "How's the foam machine coming, Leonard?" And he's like, "Memories will be made tonight." <laughs> yeah. Those were my two, but man, it was kind of a stretch. Not much about this episode made me laugh, and I didn't feel like there were a ton of jokes. No. All right, Steven, let's get right into, I guess, what we thought about this week's episode, Economics of Marine Biology. Give me the verdict. Give me the rundown. What were you thinking? Um, This is probably... <sighs> I don't think it's worse than History 101. Mm-hmm. I do not. I agree. Is that your worst of the series, or do you still it's say my worst like of the something season. like the Schmitty episodes are worse? Schmitty episode is my least favorite of the show. It's so crazy. I think this episode is worse than last week's, just for the fact that at least in the Changnesia episode, I feel like there were a couple things that I kind of yeah, laughed but like, at and what? enjoyed. I I, I can't remember. So but. struggle. And we watch this show so closely. Mm -hmm. We talk about every little second of it together. And I already forget a lot of last week's episode other than like the main contraptions of it. And when Jeff sexually assaulted Chang's ex-wife. Oh my God. Just remember that episode's like a documentary style format. <laughs> it's called advanced documentary filmmaking. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're not not great. But I I in, at least enjoyed watching last week's more because Ken Jong gave such a good performance. This week though, I feel like the episode just there was no one that stood out enough in the episode in a positive way there's for me like, to enjoy it the same. No, I mean obviously there's a a main plot and a B plot and a C plot to the storyline, but it feels like they didn't go any further than just having an a, an idea for each story yeah. rather than like, and then this happens, which makes this happen. It, there mm -hmm. didn't feel like a lot of intrigue to each story. This episode has enough ideas that would have worked for like 
a a bunch of funny things happen episode. Sure. But nothing that funny happens, and there's not like a plot to follow or get invested in really at all. Yeah, I agree. By the end of the episode, the last time I watched it, I had to watch the end a couple of times because it just ends. There's it no, just stops. The, the ending There's does no not really feel like an ending. Yeah. Like they're it, like, okay, we're done now, so this is the way it goes. Yeah. I don't know. Let's just get right into it because I know there's not going to be a lot to say about a lot of chunks of this episode. Uh, the episode starts off with the dean uh, showing the study group a slideshow presentation about Archie, this whale who is from a rich family that might come to Greendale, which would mean a lot of money for Greendale. My first question is, at this point in the series, why is this presentation being given to the study group? Sure, they might be a part of this and be like uh, uh, helping in the situation, but they're not like a committee uh, that's working for Greendale yet. They're just students. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is this to them? Why is it not to like the school board guys or something who are in this episode? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he doesn't need to sell them this much on this. He could have just explained it. Yeah. They could have just all gotten involved, like, want their own things out of Archie, so that's why they get involved. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. The guy who plays Archie, do you know who he is? Do you know anything about this dude? He looks like a face, but he almost looks like... Well, he, he almost looks like T.J. Miller. I f***ing hate T.J. Miller. Do you know yeah. much about T.J. Miller, like, he the person? He did some bad things, right? He faked a bomb threat on a train. What the um, f***? He wrote... Oh, man. I, I, like, recently rediscovered how much I dislike T.J. Miller, so it's a sore subject for me right now. Um, he was emailed by a friend of his that was trans saying very lightly, hey, I noticed on your website there's a joke that's kind of transphobic. You're my friend. I don't think you probably know that's up there, and I don't Mm -hmm. think you would want that up there. And then TJ sent back this leaked email, this email that's been leaked, that's a wall of text that's like, you're so sad. Never talk to me again. You're not trans. You're just confused, or like you're just looking for attention. And called the person her like dead name over and Mm -hmm. over and over again. And I don't know, like he's nah, holy shit, TJ Miller. <laughs> so I'm glad it's not TJ Miller. Sorry, that was a tangent. TJ. Wow. Well, I I knew that I knew about the bomb threat. I think and that he was had done some bad things, but I didn't know to and that kind of detail. But that's a big part of the reason. Let go from Silicon Valley for yeah. just being a asshole to be around. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of the reason what. Well, the, why I didn't go back and finish Silicon Valley? Cause I, I watched the first season like as it was coming out, and I really liked it. But I it's never a shame, watched anything it's not really after the that. Show's I didn't fault. like it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I like a lot of other people involved with the show. I've never watched it, but it's one of those shows that I feel like I would probably really like. I think you would like it quite a bit. So yeah, Archie, the guy who plays Archie. I don't know who he is, and he honestly, the character of Archie doesn't really get much if anything to do in this episode. No. But I thought the guy was like a silly enough presence that. I almost kind of wanted to see more of him. I or wish like, that he had, there was a little bit more to him. Yeah, I agree. I wish that he would have had more like to do. Like he kind of has one moment at the end where he gets to sure. act, I guess. But that's it. 
he he the guy who plays Archie was on the audio commentary for this episode and he mm-hmm. told a really funny story about how he was supposed to go to a concert the day that he was filming for community and mm-hmm. he was really excited for it and like he shows up to work at the beginning of the day at like 9 a.m and is like oh guys I forget who he said it was but he's like I'm going to this concert at like eight tonight and I'm so excited and all the community people were slowly like you're not going to a concert tonight <laughs> we're gonna be here till 10 o'clock and oh my god. <laughs> That's hilarious. I thought he was a funny enough guy. I think this concept is a decent enough nothing concept to make a funny sitcom episode about, but mm-hmm. it just feels like there aren't that many jokes in the in a storyline that should be just for jokes. Yeah. I also thought that the the storyline about money felt weird after last week's storyline was also about money. Yes. And they got the money. Well, and it's it's extra because this episode is supposed to come first, and that's a big part of the problem. Sure. And the episode even ends. We'll get to it, but like Archie's gonna go to the school. Yeah. And he likes the school, and there's nothing that happened. Like last week, they get the money when they absolutely shouldn't have gotten the money. Mm-hmm. This week, it's like that character is not gonna all of a sudden be on the show all the time. Or maybe they thought he would. Maybe they thought he was gonna come back. But he certainly doesn't the rest of this season. And the episode ends with, yeah, I'm going to come here and you guys can have all this money. And then it's never brought up again. So why don't they, which is fine if they want to be a sitcom like that because so many are and make it work. Yeah. But why do they end the storyline like that if they know that he's probably not going to be a big part of the show? Why don't they just make something comically awful happen at the end that like scares him away? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> and they shoehorn in this whole thing about while they're trying to get money to get endorsement out of Archie, who they're calling a whale, that uh, Pierce can't be here for this because he'll get jealous of the attention because he's kind of been a whale for Greendale. Did you watch this and think, well, that's just like a phony way to have Pierce not be around? Or did you think it tracked? Um, I think it tracks that Pierce wouldn't know that he's there to be a whale. But I also think that it was more so clear that they were like, okay, we can't have Chevy around the rest of the class, so let's get him out. It does such a disservice that even when Chevy's on screen that he just feels just so low effort into it because Mm -hmm. Pierce is such a funny character. And if Chevy had, like, committed to the scripts and, like, learning what makes them funny and and throwing his physical comedy into it, they could have got done so much in writing with Pierce as a character like they did in the first couple seasons. Damn it, Zach. I've been saying Chevy Chase wrong this whole episode because I questioned at the beginning which one was right and which one was wrong. I've been saying Chevy and you've been saying Chevy. God damn it. I think whatever. everybody... It's a word. I know how to it. say Chevy Chase's name. He's in a lot of my if childhood favorite movies. If you were going to not movies. listen to this podcast because that's how I say it, you would have stopped by now. I'm not worried about it's it true. already. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a, a weird way to keep Pierce out of the episode when Pierce, I don't know, this episode kind of wants to be a Pierce episode underneath all of it. And the episode mm. even ends with like a Pierce thing. And it falls pretty flat. If anything, I remembered this episode as being the Pierce and Jeff in a barbershop episode and that it was kind of like a late series good last moment for Pierce while we still have mm. him. But it's really not. <laughs> it's not. When you hear the words that are coming out of Pierce's mouth at the barbershop, they're trying to be like, oh, what a nice time he's having with Jeff when he's saying all this awful stuff. Hell no. Yeah. 
I like the joke in here now that I'm just looking for stuff. I like the joke when they're talking about things that they can do for the whale or with the whale money. And they say that, well, if we have this money, we could finally get more uh, uh, ho- pigs or hogs to dissect. And mm-hmm. the, the biology class has been dissecting the same the dead same pig, pig for 10 years. years. Yeah. That's funny to think that they're like, just all right, a guys, pig guys now you all have to put it all back for the end of class. <laughs> Troy and Shirley set up their storyline for the episode that they joined a PE class. Uh, it's the storyline that has the most promise, probably. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. There actually is one storyline mm-hmm. in this episode that I really like. It's like what the D it? story. The D story? I have no, I have zero issues with Abed's thing. Oh, yeah. It's just it's a true. little joke that happens in the background, but I love how it just starts off of a joke, and then by the end, the Dean's actually like, oh, you guys, I actually really like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought that was the probably the highest scoring thing in the episode for me. Sure. And it's not that I... I we'll talk about the Troy and Shirley storyline. Well, what I want to say about that, I, I think that concept is really funny. We'll get yeah, to I it. Yeah, I do too. I don't... But then they just kind of keep cutting back to it and not really doing anything. I don't well, know. Well, and they just keep doing the same thing with it over and over again. It's not funny enough to do that. Yeah. By the montage at the end of the episode, I'm like, nah. Mm-hmm. But then Which I don't want to cut back to anything else either. <laughs> yeah. Delta cubes will never die. Zach, do you remember saying that in high school together? We did used to say that a lot. We mm-hmm. sure did. I think we still have at times. Yeah. Funny moment here. There's a big discussion about whether Jeff is going to be too cool to help with all of this or not. And uh, he says that he he will help. And Britta has that moment where she's like, oh, Jeff is getting softened, which he kind of has a little bit. One thing that this season has done okay on is that Jeff is a little softy in a, in his in certain ways now. Uh, but the Dean just gets a good, oh, Britta. Just from <laughs> her saying anything. Also, this episode um, is the first mention in a while about uh, Troy and Britta being together, but it doesn't come Barely. until the end tag. It's the last yeah. second of the episode, and yeah. We've talked about that for, for a while. There's been several episodes. Well, and honestly, now, like, I remember the Troy and Britta thing not being so great. I didn't mind it at all when it was actually in the show. No, you're saying that wrong, because remember the awful fountain scene? Uh, I don't acknowledge that episode. That's really bad, and the only other one, like, there was the, it was the episode where Abed found them having sex. Like, they did okay in that one, kind of. Or, Mm -hmm. like, in the Inspector Space Time episode. She was, like, kind of a supportive girlfriend. I like the Inspector Space Time episode for their relationship a lot. Sure, but... It's always been an afterthought. The stuff, I feel like the good stuff that we see out of it is there, but we are kind of reaching to see it. That's fair. We It, it hasn't been a focus at all, which makes it just a failure. And in a yeah. few episodes, a good episode is about the ending of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And it just ends in a way that like, what was the point of having them the be point? together? What do you think of all the let's stuff in this episode? Troy and, I like it. I'm pro. Troy and Shirley have a let's off. And the splingles. Uh, it's funny because the let's potato chip bag is just a prop that a lot of shows use before mm-hmm. and after community for like a non-branded chip bag yeah. that you can show on camera. So because of that, I've seen it in a bunch of other shows. I don't know off the top of my head, but I really have. And That's it always funny. makes me think of community every single time. Yeah. And sometimes it's a serious show, you know. So I think mm-hmm. maybe even like Better Call Saul or a show like that. Like That's in the so funny. Break room, it always makes me think, like, take your damn hands off my let. <laughs> so it is cool the way that 
community permeates everything, even though it really just made a joke on a prop that mm-hmm. they had. A really weak joke into the theme song, though. Troy saying, get your damn hands off my let's. I don't know. The let's thing is kind of funny in this episode, but they mentioned it a few too many times. I don't think I needed them to also add splingles into the mix. Yeah. They mentioned in the commentary they wanted to call them Springles, but they couldn't because it's too close to Pringles. They would have gotten wow. in trouble. Okay, after the theme song, Jeff is walking down the hallway in his position or is propositioned by Pierce, who wants to take Jeff out to this barbershop he goes to, wants them to spend some time together, uh, which starts off a plot line that we used to talk a lot about how Jeff and Pierce really mirror each other and mm-hmm. how, like, Pierce wants to be cool like Jeff, and Jeff doesn't want to admit that he's getting old and and bitter and, uh, I don't know, have his head on kind of backwards in similar yeah. ways to Pierce. And I feel like this episode is, is really kind of trying to get back to that a little bit, uh, but because of how distant Pierce and, and Chevy, Chevy, whatever, uh, is from the show at this point... It just doesn't land at all. I don't feel anything off of this storyline. No, not at all. Especially because here... And you mentioned because he says bad shit. Yeah. And we're supposed to be like, oh, he's okay. He's and a I guy. get that. And, and you know, my, my feelings are going to show a little bit here. I think that there is a sense of fetishized fetishized nostalgia in the United States for the 50s, 40s, that sort of time. Sure, of course. Which I have very little patience for as somebody who's black. Sure. Uh, because that wasn't exactly the high foot in time for Sure. For, now, for my there people. are so, things and aesthetics from those time periods that I get why they're celebrated and 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 like I'm talking about like art mainly Mm -hmm. uh however it's always it's that uh, opinion of like oh those were the good old days when you could leave your door unlocked and they'd have your milk on where like it was this idyllic lifestyle when it was Mm -hmm. just only for a certain demographic and yeah uh yeah sure and and pierce is kind of you know this episode jeff is is caught up in the allure of that here you know i think so yeah because that's what they put on 50s music. It's a bunch of guys in a barber shop. Pierce's like, ah, this is how men did things back when this was the case. They're like drinking in the place. You know, it's, it's, it's. Sure, but I think maybe. I, think I don't think Jeff is are... into the the quality time with Pierce isn't what he's excited about. He's he's getting a, a taste of a life that he views as <laughs> idyllic and beautiful. Sure, but I think maybe your take on that lifestyle already might be infecting what the episode is actually putting forward i didn't totally get that or vibe maybe from it. your take on what the ice well sure well yeah like because i obviously the, the 40s will rise again <laughs> <laughs> uh no because i thought <laughs> i'm just trying to read into something in this episode Zach. <laughs> Give me, well no I, well, well, then let me tell let me react off of that uh i think Jeff just like when he's like, oh, it feels good to like have shaving cream put on your face and have a guy shave you and to have like light, pointless conversation with some old dudes and to have music on. I don't think it was like, oh man, you know, it'd be better if there weren't any minorities here. <laughs> you know, I don't think it was quite that bad. <laughs> well, sure, and I and I didn't necessarily say that that was going on, but I think that he is getting caught up a little bit in the the magic of an Italian man. <laughs> Touching your cheeks. But who hasn't, Stephen? 
the, everyone's been to Sunday school. We've all had that experience. <laughs> it's great. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll get to that though. We're not even to the barbershop part of the episode. Uh, no, we have to talk about the same thing that we talked about earlier again. Yes. <laughs> Pierce <laughs> is gone, so Jeff is back with the study group and the and they're planning how they want to get Archie to join the school, but they want to do it in a way that they want to showcase. And this is a thought that I think if they had gone a little deeper into it on the episode, it would have been a little more successful. This idea that at first Annie and the Dean and whoever else, Britta want to present Greendale as it is and what makes it so special to this guy in a way to, to, to show him why he should come. They want to have like that spirit of Greendale thing and they want to show him like, they're like, we almost got magnitude. And the Dean's like, Oh, that's a get. But then the school board guys come in and like, he's this rich dude. Everyone just gives him whatever he wants. So you've got to like be ahead of the curve on that and like give him like a party time. It almost made me think of how, army recruiting can be where oh my it's God, like yeah. oh you're gonna get so laid you're gonna get so paid brah that's what what this kind of felt yeah, like dodge me. charger <laughs> and if they had made a little bit more of a especially with the dean who kind of gets to be a focus in the episode if the if the backbone of the storyline was him like selling out for money if that if they had gone a little bit deeper into that i think it could have been a better episode. it could have been funny yeah I like the school board guys. I like how, of all things, Yard Margs from Skeepers has become this recurring yeah. <laughs> bit in the series. They even mentioned that they've got to go back to Skeepers Express mm-hmm. to to get the their refills. So not only is there a Skeepers, there's also like a mall kiosk-esque, I'm imagining, Skeepers Express, mm-hmm. where you can just get your Yard Marg refill get in, get real out. quick. Yeah. I liked one of the things that was on the Dean's original list of things to show. Uh, uh, Archie was a, a calculator lab. Yeah. And they have a room that's a calculator lab. I think that's funny. I also like the demeanor of the school board guys in this one. This one is the first time that they're kind of like the way they are for the rest of the series, yeah. honestly. They're, there's no sense of professionalism anymore. And there was always kind of like the weirdness. I remember the episode where Chang was uh, – like, not, what was he doing? He was, like, bribing them to get mm-hmm. the Greendale 7 expelled. expelled. And they were a little weird on that. But this, the way, their demeanor in this episode feels a lot like the way they are in seasons 5 and 6. Totally. That's funny when he's like, hookers, blow, hookers. And the other guy's like, he's been mixing. <laughs> <laughs> but the school board guys get in the dean's head that maybe if they use sex and drugs and partying that they'll be sean white sean white brah that they'll be able to get him on their side uh uh, more easily uh which the dean at first stands against but it's it's pretty good argument everyone likes hookers and blow yeah the we've all been to sunday school kind of reason why i think this episode is a little bit more consequential than let's say the german episode or the chinese episode we get the Delta Cubes, and the Delta Cubes will never die. Sure. But they never come up again. That's fair. But it is a funny bit that uh, someone mentions offhandedly, like, we could have a frat or something. Does Abed say frat for the first time, or is it somebody no, else? No, the, um, the school board that he likes to yeah. party, maybe we have a frat. And the Delta Cubes. They say Delta Cubes. Yeah, and then it, the dean's like, says, like, no, no Sean White we'll frat. never have a frat. And- I was like, like you can't stop them. Yeah, Delta Mm -hmm. Q just walks out and starts his thing. Uh, This is a good harken back kind of to like season one and two, how Abed would just have like a little 
thread that he picks yeah. up and runs on that happens in the background of everything else. I think they kind of nail that in this storyline. The way mm-hmm. that all of a sudden later we'll see Abed has more people invested in it somehow. Yeah. And yeah, I really like that. It's funny. The way that he walks out of the room chanting it and nobody even really calls attention to it. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good community bit. Yeah, I think that episode does this does that well. Okay, so the school board guys leave, and the dean kind of has to wrestle with this crisis of faith. It's going to be a big, a big part of the episode. Crisis really alert! Deep. And then we get the first uh, glimpse of PEE, the class that Shirley and Troy have together. They assume at first that it's a typo and that they're in a PE class. And I even like the bit here in a second when the coach starts talking that he's like, well, it started as a typo, but then we just <laughs> went with it. Originally, it was supposed to just be a PE class, and then they added an extra E by mistake on the course listing, and they went with it and turned it into a class. I think so that's funny. a good bit. Yeah. What do you think of Troy's uh, victory dances as they walk into the gym? Did they make you laugh? I liked them. Very smooth. I, I appreciated them. The The crab soccer joke was kind of funny because that is like a nonsense game that you only play in gym class. I don't know what it is, though, but for whatever reason, since the beginning of season four, I look at Troy, I look at Donald Glover, and I just, you're not Troy. I don't see Troy anymore, really. You know, I don't a know growing what, boy, Zach. I know, and I know it's not all his fault. He... Uh, what his game was really getting upped on what he was doing. He so I'm sure he's like working out a lot more. I'm sure he's like working on his image, and he looks great. It's nothing against him, but something just feels weird to me. Here's Every the thing, time. Zach. This okay, lay it on me. is no longer the Troy from before. Okay, he's a man now. We have this gone Troy. That Troy boy yeah, man. This Troy has sex now. He's this a man. Troy this Troy. F- Uh, Another thing, an idea in this storyline that is a good idea that if they had made more of the episode about it would have been better, this idea that Shirley's like, hey, I'm nervous about P.E. I always got picked last. Will you help me out? And Troy's like, uh, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if I can really do that. You know, that's P.E.'s P.E. Mm -hmm. And then when the turn happens and Shirley's doing well in the P.E.E. class, but Troy isn't, uh, they kind of make a little bit of, like uh, all of a sudden Shirley's not picking Troy when she has the chance to. Yeah. If they had made that kind of more the crux of this, of like Troy getting that feeling of of being picked last, and they kind of do, but instead of making that a runner, like a real focus of the storyline, they just do more montages, right more yeah. bits of what they're doing in the class instead of like how – like in the foosball episode, it wasn't just foosball jokes. It was like – uh, Shirley and Jeff had this character development that was going on through that episode. They could have easily done something like that, like deepened a a relationship between Shirley and Troy uh, when this change in dynamic happens. Yeah, I think the mistake is having her pick him in the middle of the episode instead of towards the end when it could have had a greater impact. Everything about this storyline, like, looks and feels like it should be a good classic community bit, you know? It kind of looks like... The original physical education episode, if you squint, mm-hmm. the whole built-up mock locker room in the middle of a gym is like a really silly Hilarious, concept. Yeah. But something still just doesn't quite work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. Do you have any thoughts? I, it's just not funny. I think that's the issue. They're just, It's just not funny. The first physical education teacher or episode is hilarious. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if it's that they don't go far enough with the jokes or that the jokes are just too, like, minute. Repetitive. What doesn't make sense to me is it would make sense if Community Season 4 
the episode storylines weren't were suffering without Dan Harmon. But the writers on this show are so funny, so talented. You would think that no matter what, it would be filled to the brim with like funny, quick jokes. And yeah. it just isn't. The jokes come slowly and they don't hit. It's true. This is not the type of show that thrives when it's dialogue, 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 funny bit. Dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Like, the funny bits need to be worked in. There are episodes of the show, like, what immediately comes to mind is something like Paradigms of Human Memory, the original, like, yeah. clip show episode, where you have to go back and watch the episode because you miss jokes while we're, while you're laughing. Those mm-hmm. are the best kinds of shows, shows like Arrested Development and It's Always Sunny yeah. in Philadelphia, that they make you laugh so hard every time you watch it that you find something new every time you watch it. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the rare episodes of Community where after watching it for the first time, I kind of felt like if you I didn't have it. to go back and do like trivia and stuff, I could talk about Like what is there to say? Yeah. It's also interesting now, six and a half minutes into the episode is when Archie shows up for the first time. And that's Mm -hmm. like the A plot of the episode. If he was going to be the silly, zany character who in the end decides to stay at the school, uh, he's not really a factor in it that much. It's more like the idea of him being there than the character himself. And even when he pulls up, it's interrupted by Pierce then walking up. Which the timing of all that's a little bit questionable, but okay. Like, not even Pierce and Archie showing up at the same time, but that Pierce is like, like hey, Pierce who's Archie? Pierce What's happening? show up while Archie's here, but then all, all of a sudden, Archie's as he from gets the there, bike. it's because they've got Pierce on set two days a week, and so, like, just do a lot, <laughs> just do a thing. But it's the excuse that gets Jeff and, and Pierce to hang out. I did almost laugh when Annie makes Puppy Dog face at jeff to take care of pierce mm-hmm. and then the d is like what oh that's what we're doing and then he kind of goes <laughs> into it too i thought that was kind of funny so jeff decides to take a bullet for the team and hang out with pierce all day to get him away i like how pierce is just so mentally gone jeff yeah. is like remember we made plans to hang out all day and pierce is like yes <laughs> you know like he's just <laughs> right gone so they go off to hang out. Jeff does a really cartoony, like, ducking away from Pierce to go back to the study group and be like, get Ooh. me away from him as soon as possible. That was kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. And then they start the seduction of Archie. I don't know. This is just not that good of an episode. Archie, the guy is really fresh-faced and funny-looking, and he's really trying a lot. I'm sure he was really excited to get this call to be on this show. Mm-hmm. But they just don't give him any jokes. I also got sick of the jokes that, like, just around that corner, a celebrity's going to be here teaching this class. Ed Hardy's here. I don't know. Some of yeah. that. It, just like the main joke with the PE class, instead of doing more things with that idea, they just kind of have the joke and they keep doing that joke. Mm-hmm. And it's not that funny of a joke. Like, this is something that a physical education teacher does. Oh, this is something that a physical education teacher does. Or like, oh, this is something they would do to impress a rich person. This is another thing they would do. But there's no, like, why or, like, draw to anything. Uh, The dean's just trying to give away stuff to him to impress him. He's going to give him these really, really f***ing (laughs) old-looking computers in the library that he's just going to throw off a freeway with his friends, he said. I think Britta has a really good episode. She's just not in it very much. 
I was about to say, what are you talking about? What does Britta do in this episode? How is that a good episode for Britta? In what uh, way? Britta doesn't do anything offensive in the time that she's in it. And I think she does a good job when she's here. She's kind of the only voice of reason in the whole episode. Yeah, but this episode very much isn't trying to be that type of episode where there's a voice of reason. It just exists and takes up 20 minutes of your life and then it's over. You know what I mean? I don't think I can agree with you that this is a good episode for Britta because every time she talks, they're like, it's like they're like, oh yeah, Britta's there too. Make her be a, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think you're stretching. Well, I'm a stretchy boy. Call me uh, Stretch Armstrong. I, I don't remember, uh, not Professor Fantastic, Reed. Doctor Professor Reed was Mr. Fantastic's. You've Last lost name. me. What was his first name? You've Fantastic Four. Stretchy guy. You've lost me. But, I mean, what else are we going to talk about? Now that we're back to the PEE class, we've had the discussion that there is to have about it. Now we're to the point where it's not really interesting anymore because they're just doing the joke over and over again. And we've already gotten the joke. And I wish they were telling us other jokes. I do like throughout this episode how you see the Delta Cube flyers and stuff all over the place. Yeah. How quickly something becomes part of the the ecosystem of Greendale is pretty funny. It's nice getting to see Neil. And Garrett and Vicky a little later. Yeah, and Garrett. Also, this bit that's just them, like, picking Gosh, I can't even notice my, my Vicky shade. I didn't no. notice your Vicky shade at all. What did you say? I didn't say her name. I said, yeah, and Garrett, because you said Garrett and Vicky, and I said, yeah, and Garrett. Oh, yeah, you don't f*** with Vicky. I'm sorry. I don't f*** with Vicky. She knows what she did. This bit here with them picking names goes on too long. It isn't funny. Correct. It's interesting because all of the names that they say are, like, names of writers on the show, but if you mm. don't know that, it's not funny, and even if you do know that, it's not really that funny. Uh, yeah. It's just kind of like patting themselves on the back, which they're allowed to do. They deserve to p- throw their names in if they want to. But mm-hmm. it's just a sequence that doesn't do much. And like I said, it brings up that thing of Troy seeing the other side of things, but it doesn't really delve too far into that in the rest of the episode. So, Yeah. Also, he picked a winner based on who they picked. I thought that was funny. He he He's like, yep, you win. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're at the barbershop. I'll at least give them this. They did a good job of building the barbershop. Do they have a framed map of Italy, though? Is that what that is? Yeah. That's a little weird. They're really trying to drive home that it's Italian. Yes. They got to let you know, for sure. I did kind of like Pierce's line about how National Geographic be having titties. Of course I don't like the breast touched by white hands line but i definitely remember a time when i was at a christian school and my way to see titties was to get my hands on the national geographics there you go did you ever have that experience as a kid no i uh, used to take i used to take my mom's uh victoria's secret catalogs and look at the belly buttons at the belly buttons yeah that was your thing well, you see, as a young child. That was all there was. Any child. Really, yeah. Yeah. When the the pretty girl in the show often wore a crop top. So like, I oh, yeah, equated was, having belly exposed belly button to being yeah. pretty. So let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Has that gone with you through adulthood? Are you still a belly button man? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think a little midriff's cute. Yeah. 
<sighs> so yeah. What about the, you, Zach? You still uh, nature is still necessary. I'm still for you a to gooch man. I'm still a tame boy. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell if I'm attracted to someone until I've seen their grundle. <laughs> <laughs> And so one day when Lil and I have gotten married and we're in the sanctity of our, our marital swamp, mm-hmm. I'll finally get to see the Grundle and see if I've made a horrible mistake or not. Yeah, you'll know. I've seen Steven's Gr- I knew Steven and I would be good friends because he started yeah. with the Grundle. Our Grundle. <laughs> I did go Grundle first into that friendship. Yeah. All right. That's enough Grundles. Uh, l- tell me a little bit about how Pierce pissed you off in this episode, the stuff that he was saying. Um... I think he starts talking soon after. Well, he's already said the the breast being touched by, that's never been touched by white hands. But then he goes again and he's like, ah, when women were sex cooks. He said that already too. And yeah, uh, have they said the, wow, you gay Mary. Is that later? I think that's later. Yeah. Meanwhile, Archie is being pushed around the school by the Dean. I like the, this soda goblet will get you free refills. (laughs) And I do like Archie's just childlike everything. He's like, this do. is He's awesome. like, yeah. He's like, word. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts doing kind of the only thing that there is to his character is he'll see someone has something cool and he's like, that's mine now. Give me that. <laughs> and that adds up to a couple of the funnier jokes in the episode. Yeah. If anything, one of the only reasons this episode is pretty memorable is the stuff with magnitude. Yeah. Got Delta Cubes now. They're got their baby bonnets and their diapers on. I like Doing that Abed already has enough people and they're already rushing this quickly. I really like when the Dean comes around the corner. It's like, Codeine, Codeine, and they all just start running. I love <laughs> they did the absolute perfect amount of stuff with the Delta Cubes. Yeah. If it was more of a storyline, if we saw Abed putting together all this, I don't really need that. It's just a really funny bit that exists in the background of the episode. Mm hmm. I really like how upset Archie is about getting. He likes you got soda all over my kicks. I there were I the more I watched the episode, Archie did make me laugh just a little bit mm-hmm. because he's such a little piss ant. Also, Britt doesn't have a scarf on, so I don't know why they told her to use her scarf to wipe the shoes. That bothered me. Britta doesn't have a scarf on, does she? No. Or is oh, that she's she, holding a scarf? She just had one in case it gets. But cold. she wasn't wearing it ever. Onto the cold. I would love to visit the microbrew pizzatorium. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, it does. Pretty sure we have one of those in, in Indy. Oh. You can tell that an episode isn't very interesting when the thing that I paid the most attention to in this Jeff and Pierce scene was the continuity of them putting shaving cream on them. Ooh. I really wanted to see, like, is less of Jeff's face covered in the next shot? And no, they did a pretty good job with it. That's good. Although they did spend an awful long time doing it. They really did. He took a long time. They cut away Jeff. from it and come back, and they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Now they're talking about dogs. Yeah, the way that they try to do some bonding between Jeff and Pierce, they really put the least effort into getting Jeff to the point where now he feels kind of sorry for Pierce. They exchange about three or four seconds, and then Pierce sees in a little bit like shit talk about him. You know what I mean? It wants yeah. so bad to be this heartfelt moment in the episode, but they do so little to earn it. Mm-hmm. And now we're back to the PE class, seeing the same jokes again. I did like that they had drama students like acting. Yeah, as that's funny. Students. I almost wish they would have done more bits with that because I like when uh, uh, Vicky's like, "My character is having her first period," and Garrett's, <laughs> Garrett's my like, "I have eczema." eczema. <laughs> that was a pretty funny bit. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Garrett's just funny. It's great. Garrett and Vicky start fighting. What do you think of assertive PE coach Bennett? She's pretty I think good it, at it. It, it tracks. Yeah, I mean, it. she's got three boys at home. She sure. knows how to how to silence some ruckus. And that's another thing. Troy is such a funny character. Why is he not hilarious in the storyline? Yeah, that we'll is get just... to it in, a, in when they cut back to it. I thought it was about to happen, but when he's getting like bullied by the other students, why is that not hilarious? It should be. Mm-hmm. What is yeah. pretty funny is Leonard stirring up a bunch of foam in a kiddie pool. Yeah. And Annie says, how's the foam machine coming? How is this a foam machine? It's truly not. It's By definition, it is not foam. a foam machine. But memories will be made tonight. They're going to have a foam party. But that's all the foam they've got. He's just stirring foam in a kiddie pool. They've got 80-something-year-old... Uh, uh, f- why am I blanking on his name Leonard? right now? But the actor's name. Richard Erdman? Yeah, they've got 80-something-year-old Richard Erdman on set all day. And they're like, today you're going to stir foam in a kiddie <laughs> pool, sir. Who was roommates okay? with Marlon Brando at one point? <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's a good bit. Yeah. Now, it, we've gone right into the Dean is just complete sellout. There's no sense of, oh, but the heart of, of, of Greendale is dying in this. Because Annie catches him on the phone, like, ordering strippers. It's like, what, there's strippers? And I do like the Dean's delivery. Oh, tons, yeah. <laughs> tons. Archie shows up to the party that's been built for him. The human being is creepily, like, holding Terrifying. up a sign. Oh, he's dumping balloons out of a box. <laughs> the Dean released the whores and the strippers that he... J- now, he just ordered those whores. Well, here, to be fair, Zach, he I think you're missing whores? the conversation. Um, okay. He was talking to whoever orchestrates them. Sure. And the it was talking about a Christmas card, and he was like, they're here, right? So I think they, they were ordered before. Okay, he was just confirming the order. Okay, sure. Perfect continuity. The actor who played Archie was like, yeah, this was the best. I was literally being on an, on a show for the first time, and my part is, like, getting a tour around all the sets and having, <laughs> like, attractive women all over me. Yeah. Great day at the office for him. All of a sudden, they cut to Pierce and jeff in the shop and very quickly jeff is just like you know what i've learned a lot today (laughs) your shop and this shop and your racism towards it is cool and i love you pierce and pierce's truly unfunny gay marriage joke that gets a real honest laugh out of jeff and high fives all around that's not a great moment but if it was the 40s steven if it was the 40s which it should be it would have been it would have been great great. you probably wouldn't have been around to to laugh about it, but... I would not have been allowed in that Italian-owned barbershop, I promise you. No, certainly not. Well, you might have been sweeping up the the hair or something. (laughs) No, no, no. They they wouldn't let me touch anything. They'd they'd employ their own children. Exactly. Yeah. It's literally... The idea for this episode for Jeff and Pierce was, let's give them a moment in this, but they don't earn it at all, just like they don't really earn much of anything in this episode. All of a sudden, Pierce's like, yeah, I've got daddy issues. I don't know. It's like dads, right? They kind of get a performance out of old Shevster in this one, but not really. He's just reading the words, and so it doesn't really resonate much at all. Steven, did you see what was going on in the background of that shot? So they're talking, and there's a barber working on an extra behind him, and literally he had his hand and the hairbrush hovering several inches away from the guy's head like, around it. I'm going back just so you can see it. Watch it. It was pretty funny. The guy's pretending to not drink this. And look, ah! it's just... <laughs> Isn't that the best? 
<laughs> so we cut back to PEE. Obviously, Troy can't handle what's going on in this situation. They're overpowering him easily. But if they had added, like, a few more, like... I don't know. I, I picture this scene with a lot, like, quicker cuts, and all of a sudden he's over yeah. here. And then all of a sudden he's crying in the shower, and then all of a sudden exactly. he's, like, being buried by people, and they'd bring him in the lock. It could have been a lot funnier. Mm-hmm. But it's not. I agree. And it's, like, two seconds, and then we cut back to the barbershop. Also, why the f*** did Pierce pick up Jeff's buzzing phone I thought that same thing. Pierce is like, oh, you got a text message. I'll read it for you. And Jeff isn't like, whoa, give me my phone or anything. It's just like, oh, it's from Annie. What? Get rid of Pierce. This is pretty bad writing. The way Mm -hmm. that Jeff is, like, barely reaching for his phone. When someone grabs your phone, you're like, you better give me back my phone. Yeah. All of my secrets are in there. Especially someone like Pierce having your phone. When you're specifically on a mission to keep Pierce away from a situation and you're going to be texted when you're done. (sighs) So now Pierce is a crying little baby and Jeff feels bad for him. And he's like, you know, I used to want a kid, but now because of you, I'm glad I never had kids. (laughs) It's really a a fine moment for the actor. He does a great (laughs) job. Crushes it. Jeff isn't his kid. Why is Jeff like, oh, I really let Pierce down. Now we're back to the party. Archie's having a great time. He's being spoiled. He's he's literally covered in whores. Uh, I, Magnitude really is being a one-man party in this one. I like watching him dance. Archie agrees. I love he, Magnitude. He commits that he's going to stay. He's going to go to Greendale, officially. And again, this is still in like the beginning of the third act of the episode they could have written a really decent ending to turn archie off of the school but instead they're just like nah i guess he goes here now and we'll never see him again Mm -hmm. but the dean stops the party to announce that i also thought this was dumb why does he announce archie as the newest green dalian they're human beings it's the greendale human beings why would they say green dalian nobody has ever said that before you say say hello to our newest human being Green Dalian? Mm. Didn't like it. Yeah. Probably the most iconic moment other than the Delta Cubes in this episode is here. When they're partying, it's a moment of pure joy, and Magnitude lets off a pop pop, and Archie is just like, oh, I love that. I want that. That's my thing now. And I love throughout (laughs) the situation the way that the Dean treats Magnitude and the way that he talks and takes this all so seriously. He's like... Magnitude, you are no longer to say pop, pop. Find a new thing. And you just see, like, the essence of the man that is Magnitude be crushed. Yeah. It's it's truly heartbreaking way. for me to watch as, with how much I love Magnitude. Maybe my favorite moment of the whole episode, then, is here, where he does the slow-mo pop, pop, Archie does, and Annie just looks like... Like, she's just sold out everything she's ever believed in. It's one moment in this episode that does work if none of the jokes around it do. I think that's a funny joke. And then now the third act is, like, after that. I feel like a better version of this episode, the third act would have been that party and something would have happened. That It's true. But now, okay, so Archie is there and Annie and the Dean are left to, like, live with the choices that they've made. And whether or not it was worth the money that they're getting or not. Jeff shows up and they immediately start talking shit about Pierce and this is when Jeff, like, jumps back on it, right? Mm-hmm. They say, well, Jeff had to spend a whole day with Pierce. And Jeff is like, I don't know, in a really out-of-character way, the way that he kind of talks in this episode. 
And he gives this whole speech about maybe Pierce isn't so bad, and if we didn't treat him like shit, he would still probably be awful, but the 2% of time he's tolerable would maybe be worth it. Do you think there's any uh, layers to this talking about Chevy Chase? No? I mean, Like talking maybe, about maybe because but... we're so mean and, and hard on him, he, he lashes out. No. Shame on us. I don't think that the risers community would ever okay. take fault for that's fair. Chevy chases. Behavior. Meanwhile, magnitude show he's like behind. He wheels away a chalkboard that's full of potential new things, new catchphrases, and wheels it to show there behind him is another chalkboard on the wall, also full of things. And he reveals that he's been all night coming up with all of these weird new catchphrases and these just strained his glasses are all crooked he, he's mm-hmm. he's a shell of a man you know what i didn't like about this because it's a funny bit and the way that yeah. magnitude sells it and says diggity do that's a funny bit what i don't like is that there's this static straight on shot of the chalkboard that's begging you to pause it and look at all the names community before this wouldn't have done that you would have just seen the chalkboard in the shot and he would have mm-hmm. paused it and look on the names but in this one, they're like, no, look how smart we are. We're showing you all of the – you know what – does that make yeah. sense to you? It kind of irked me as not the way Community would have been shot or edited before this season. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like, look at how, how clever we are. Yeah, I agree. When they've done tons of way funnier background gags that they don't totally. call attention to and you can miss them for years. So we're kind of wrapping up, aren't we? All the storylines are just coming to a conclusion now. It feels like there isn't really a third act to this episode. There's not a lot of conflict to happen here other than Shirley kind of apologize. I don't know. These episodes don't have the meat to carry how much time they have. No, it really doesn't. It's not full-fledged out. It's How do you have like technically four plots and you still are finishing up the episode four minutes early four plots and all of them you knew everything you needed to know about them as soon as you saw them oh yeah mm-hmm. i almost forgot all of a sudden chang's in this episode <laughs> yeah and he can't use a water fountain he forgot well he's kevin yeah kevin kevin forgot how to how to drink water from a fountain what i do want to say communities pointed out to me last week we complained a lot about they made Changnesia into such a big deal, and then Chang is barely in the season as if they're trying to cover up that it's not that funny of an idea. The reason Ken isn't in much of this season is because they're filming Hangover 3 at the time. Mm-hmm. So clearly in this moment, he was there for like part of a day of the week, and they did the yeah. best they could with him while they had him. And then we get a montage that totally is just eating up time. The conflict of this storyline has already happened, and now they're just palling around at the end it feels disjointed it feels unneeded and it's not that funny yeah i agree i I can kind of give it the pee song that's underneath it but none of the jokes on screen really work ken tries his best but you you can tell that he's probably not as committed as he needs to be to the show i i don't know man it just is a time waster yeah the shot of the three of them golfing is kind of funny but only kinda. And him laying down and being in the same lining of the human being on the floor on the mm-hmm. gym. But yeah. I don't know. It's just a way for it to end with now Troy and Shirley are a team. And they When it both comes to pass. teaching gym. Yeah. Well, and also Troy already dropped the class. So really yes. there's no benefit to. I would have much rather had a scene of Shirley being like, hey, I'm sorry. I was a dick to you. Yeah. 
And then maybe this, but there wasn't really even that. Meanwhile, the next day, the Dean shows up to Archie, who is asleep in the cafeteria, and Archie's mad that he's being woken up. He's like, it's not even noon. What's happening here is without any discussion, because the last time we saw the Dean, he was like, no, nah, I feel great about this. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the next time, he shows up to tell Archie, you know what, this isn't really Greendale. If you want to be a part of Greendale, you're going to have to be a part of the real Greendale, where magnitude says pop, pop, and we do all of these things and not all of these things. And I guess it's a nice turn of events that Archie is like, I get that, bro. Everyone just yeah. lets me have what I want all the time. It's kind of nice to not have that handed to me. But it would have made more sense for the episode if this if something had blown up in the Dean's face that led to him not getting the money. Mm-hmm. It's just like last week where the ending just doesn't really make sense to me that everything works out for everybody. Yeah. If anything, at least we get the capper. I like the Dean talking to Magnitude again. It's like, you always have the brevity and wit to sum up situations <laughs> like this. And even season four can't f*** up a pop-pop. Magnitude it's says pop-pop and we're having a good time. Also, how is that what we learned, that all human beings deserve dignity? But Just go with it, Steven. It's the end of the episode. We all learned a lesson. It's great. Everything's going to be great. Great episode. At least it ends with a funny bit that makes you forget that this didn't really have an ending to yeah. this story, and the story didn't really have a story to the story, because all <laughs> the Delta Cubes rush in for their big ultimate prank. I love the command that Abed has over them is really funny, and they pants everybody, and it's funny enough. Just because I like this bit and how in the background it is and how it doesn't really add up to anything, but it still does make me laugh. And especially the Dean's like, Delta Cubes, mark my words. (laughs) I really like it. And then this is the scene that the episode ends on. Not the A plot. It ends on like the C plot. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Would you put the B plot as Jeff and Pierce? Would the C plot be? No, I think B plot is uh, Troy and Shirley. I don't know, though. It might be backwards. That might be the C plot. But they're in the barber shop for like five seconds. But this, this is what the it's the moment that the episode ends on, and, and it's like the emotional. It's supposed to be the emotional pull of the episode. Mm. The mistreatment of Pierce and how we should give him a little bit more uh, uh, patience. It's a great message. The song don't you playing think? about Christopher Columbus. I noticed that too. <laughs> At the end of the episode, yeah, they're listening to a song about Christopher Columbus because it was the 40s we were allowed <laughs> to celebrate Christopher Columbus. It was a better time. Also, they just made up because Pierce doesn't get golf either. And he's so lonely that he'll just let it slide. He'll let his dignity slide to be friends with Jeff. They, they bond over not liking golf, yeah. And that's the end of the episode. The barber's like, ah, a couple of white guys being uh-huh. friends again. I'm just a, I'm just a barber. <laughs> Don't mind me. Uh, and they, that's the end of the episode. That's how the episode ends. I think it's really weird that that's how it ends and that it doesn't end with like everybody or something. It doesn't feel like an ending of the episode at all. No. When I watched it and it ended and all of a sudden I was watching the Let's commercial, I was like, wait. How did it end? What was the end of it? And it's mm-hmm. nothing. It's because the ending's nothing. It's what nothing. do you think of the Let's commercial, at least? It's funny enough. It's funny enough. I don't really like watching people eat potato chips like that. I don't really like all the Gets shots of people's mouths. mouths. Yeah. But it's, we got the old lady at the end saying, get your damn hands off my Let's. And Ludwig, the composer, we really could shout him out for this episode because there are two songs that he put together in the episode 
that add to it, both during the Chang, Shirley, and Troy montage, she's got a P.E.E. Mm-hmm. song, and in the Let's song, I really like the Let's jingle that's like, let's do this and let's do that. I think it's yeah. a really funny hook for that kind of thing. And then, for whatever reason, they decide to end it that Troy and Britta are in bed together watching the Let's commercial, and they have a little uh, debate over Let's versus Splingles. Uh <laughs> So they could have just had it be the commercial. I feel like, yeah. But they just wanted. to I do show think it's us funny that though that Troy's Troy like, "Get I out think of you should go because she eats a different kind of chip." And that's, that's the end funny. of the episode, Stephen. We got through the thing. Uh, wrapping it up, how do you feel about it? Do you? I don't know if I feel that it's like an actively bad episode. There's only a couple of things that make me groan. It's just like an episode that doesn't make me feel much of anything. Kind of I like don't think it's week. a very good episode. I don't know. I I might be more willing to watch this again than last week's. Really? And I might be willing to watch it more than the German one. However, I really? do, However, I think those three episodes are kind of of the same general quality of this season so far that really show what doesn't work about this season what doesn't quite feel like community i think it's those three episodes that have in history 101 that that feel off i don't know what this episode does for me is that it has a lot of dean the magnitude bits are funny uh the idea of pee is funny even if the execution i feel like there are more funny ideas than either of those other two episodes yeah even if they don't work just as much as those other two episodes. There's like just a little hint of something that could possibly work, which which maybe gives it just a slight edge. I don't know. What do you feel? What's so bad about it? I just... <sighs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it just does nothing for me. I just didn't think it was funny. And it's a I hard might... episode to pick an MVP for, isn't it? I'm, I have changed my mind yeah. since we started the episode, I guess. I the first time I watched it I was like and I've been finding that more frequently I mm-hmm. I really have fun doing the MVP but it's been more of a struggle and I have less of an argument for the choice I make every time when usually we're like well Annie does this and it meant a lot and she was also very funny now it's just like who annoyed me the least uh, I do think there's an MVP this week I think it's pretty solidly the Dean for me uh, the Dean is my MVP. Mm. He has quite a few funny lines. He's uh, a foreground of that A plot throughout the episode. Jim Rash can pretty much do no wrong in my book. He made me laugh enough times this episode to give it to him. I don't know who else I would even think about giving it to. What about you? Um, the Dean was not my favorite in this episode. I really didn't enjoy the A storyline, uh, even as much as like Archie was kind of charming, I guess. There's just not much uh, to it. I get that. Yeah, and I didn't like how the dean was kind of acting. No, I like I even and though I wish like there was more of an internal struggle for him to like sell out Greendale like this. I still like the dean in this episode. He told Magnum Tootie couldn't pop pop anymore, Zach. That's inexcusable. But the way he said it though. Mm. But then um, who is it, Steven? Uh, honorable mentions to Shirley. I think Shirley does a good job. Are you about to give to Troy? No. Honorable mention to Britta. Are you, like gonna said, get, I, are you about I to give it to Jeff? Thing. Hell no. For what? Making a gay marriage Well, joke? I just... Who is left, Steven? MVP it, to Abed, because he didn't do anything goddamn wrong oh, in this Oh, okay, sure. Delta Cube is funny. Abed yeah. was funny for the five is, seconds he was in the episode. That joke is like the MVP of the episode, but yeah. I still I still think it's the Dean. You can think that. Man, what a 
lame couple of weeks of episodes it's been. And I'm at least excited to report that as far as, like, the doldrums of season four, we've pretty much gotten past it. Yeah. And we're getting ever so close to the triumphant return of Dan Harmon in season five. And in season four, the next episodes, I think, are going to be more fun to talk about. Next week, we've got Herstory of Dance, which is a favorite of season four for most I really like fans. Herstory of Dance. The puppet episode, which is a hot topic, is coming up soon. The Freaky mm-hmm. Friday episode. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad Should to have this one time? out of the way. Yeah. So far for season four, when we do an episode, I look at what's next. And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of excited to revisit this one. This one, I was like, ah, let's get this one out of the well, way. Well, it's a bad sign because I don't remember, like, season four, five, six are the fuzzier memory for me. Sure. I haven't watched them in a longer time. I'm really excited to see. But I remembered how bad this six. episode was going wow. into it. I remembered really not liking it. I don't know if I can say it's Community's worse. I feel like it's such a nothing of an episode when there are episodes that i actively dislike what they're doing i feel like this episode is just not one worth re-watching uh but let us know write into us tell us do you think this is the worst episode of community what is the worst episode of community is it a season four one and yeah steven i'm thinking maybe when we reach the end of community we should do a couple of like superlative things maybe the worst of the worst the best of the best yeah we should do that in the meh of the mist well, Stephen, let's wrap this thing up. What do we got to tell the people? I'm a bit out of practice because um, we took a week and a half, half off. Guys, if you haven't gotten your booster yet, go get your booster. If well, you think before, you don't need that, it, let's you do. T- we'll, we'll That's what I have enough. to say. What I have to say is that all everyone listening right now, especially if you listen every week, consider throwing us a little change over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the place to get more me and Steven. Uh, 2022, we're going to do some more projects that'll be just on the Patreon. And if you want to be a part of that, that's the only way. And also as we decide what's going to come for the podcast post-community, whether it's going to be more you can't disappoint a podcast, whether it's going to be a new thing entirely, the people over on the Patreon will be the first to know when we make those decisions. So It's true. So it's a good time to get on board over there. As we try to up our podcasting game while we're, like, you know, kind of in a transition period for our podcasting, uh, help us out over there, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Steven, where else can the people find us if they're not going to give us the money, but they want to interact a little more? Uh, if you want to hang out with us free of charge go ahead and give us a follow over on twitter at mm. you can't disappoint we're on instagram under the name can't disappoint podcast yes, and we are. are on youtube and facebook just search the whole name of the show you can't disappoint a podcast i want to say we've been kind of on an uptick for twitter followers every so often like in increments and i would mm-hmm. love it if by the end of community if we could get to a thousand followers so That'd if you awesome. haven't followed us and you listen and you I, I don't know. It would mean a lot to us. Maybe we need to throw out more stuff on the Twitter, some more content, yeah. some more polls, that kind of thing. Well, let's wrap this thing up, Steven. I had fun talking to you. I missed you yeah, the last week fun. and a half. I really did. I missed you too. I was just thinking probably yesterday, like, I haven't talked to Steven in a second. Yeah. So I'm glad to talk to and you. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> I'm glad to talk to all the people that come here to listen to us talk. Uh, it means a lot. It's still – we've been doing this for two years, and it's still not not weird yeah that people are listening to us be weird and talk about community of all things so that's why we'll be back next week next week is herstory of dance it's a big Woo. one i'm excited to talk about it bear write us down in some M- uh, your mvp for that mvp episode uh write us in some trivia your favorite funny moments to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com 
and let's wrap this thing up. Do get boosted. Uh, tell the people you love you love them. It's rough out there right now, you know. It's getting cold depending on where you're from. It's an easy time. And where year three of the pandemic, it's an easy time to be feeling a little depressed. And there's nothing wrong with it if you do. So if you do, reach out. There are people that yeah. care about you. Right? Absolutely. All right. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter. Um, the white hands that touch their breasts don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next week. We love you all. Toodaloo. Should I not have said that? Was that bad? No, that was great. I okay. like that. B.E. is not B.E. It's a totally different philosophy. It's physical education.